Hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. Welcome. This week brought to you by Welcome. Dollar Shave Club and The Mummy. Welcome. Uh, I'm Gus. I'm Blaine. I'm Becca. I am Bernie. And I'm Gus. Oh, three B's uh, and a G. I was going to say, it's a shame your name's not Bus. I'm Bus. <laughs> bus Barola. <laughs> I'm glad you you're here, your Bernie. twice and be a double-decker bus. I'm glad you're here. Uh, why? Mr. Too Good to Confirm. I He's know. He's going to be on the podcast. I was checking you as early as this morning. I was like, is Bernie confirmed? Is he in? What does that mean? Yeah, Everyone's maybe. asking me, is Bernie going to be here? Is Bernie going to be here? Uh, what? Uh, I'm on the calendar, aren't I? You're in, on the calendar as a maybe. You didn't oh. accept the invite, though. Okay, so listen. And you're also not replying to my text messages. No, no, no. No, no, no. Yes, you're, yes, yes. You're, you have, your life is about to get so much easier when <laughs> in regards to me. You're texting the wrong person. Should we be texting Ellie? Yes. Patrick, how did that go? <laughs> did... Ellie didn't respond? No. Nobody's responding, Bernie. I'll be, I'll be back in a moment. <laughs> oh, shit. Ooh, Ellie's in so I was I was excited because it's one less person you have to talk to, but then I realized Ellie's a person, too. Yep. So. It's, uh, yeah. She's a half person. We were, we were very worried uh, about whether or not Bernie was going to be here. And then maybe on the calendar for the podcast, does me no good. He's like, I need the seat filled regardless. So I was like, well, shit, if she's not here, who am I going to get to sit here? No, maybe it means a very specific thing in my calendar. What does it mean? Maybe it means hold the day. And then it, it should be confirmed and go to yes. Okay. Once, once, once. But if something better comes here. up, then he'll take that. <laughs> yeah, he'll take that. No, they, they used to do this thing in my calendar where they'd put holds. Mm. You know, because you were in live action. And I, live I, action that's would, the producers. I don't live know. action would do it for like a week. They'd oh, say, God, we're, we're holding yeah. this whole week. And then I would find out the week of, they don't need me on Monday. They don't need me on Tuesday. They need me on Thursday. But it's like, I've held the whole week. Well, so now the, it's like, you send me a time, I'll put maybe on it. And then that. Well, what live out. action does. Sorry, Blaine. Is they'll block your week. I don't do this. And then they'll come down and they'll block two days. Yeah. And then they'll block one day, and then they'll go to an hour. Yeah. It's like I, I <laughs> you fucked me all week long for this hour. It's location stuff, man. It's hard. You know. It's it's coordinating all that. Yeah, we're, but, we're just trying to get it in like your like generally know where and when we're gonna be shooting. Yeah, but it's like the rest of the week is just like jam packed, and then that day's like, well, shit. Now I'm like, I got nothing today except for this one hour. Well, it's now, awesome. Yeah. Live it. Let's get into the interdepartmental weeds of Rooster Teeth here for a second. So, one of the things that people like to do on a regular basis is bitch about the live-action scheduling. Like, oh, live-action took me away from my job for a day or something like that, whatever. Basically, what everyone complains about, and Achievement Hunter, they're the biggest bitches about this, is <laughs> they're like, oh, I only, had, I only had these people for 90% of this week. You know, every single week. I don't, but it's like, if live action or somebody takes them for 10% of the time, then it's a calamity and it's all over. It's like, but you walk in there, any other time during the 90%, either all of them are at lunch or they're all just sitting there doing nothing, you know? And it's like, all right, I guess this 10% is really holding you guys back from success. This is what's happening. I'm just not going to comment on this. <laughs> comment. That's the real reason we brought Blaine out here. <laughs> Slowly roast about, you. Yeah, scheduling. In your department. I got the laser team thing right before laser team two. They were complaining, still complaining about laser team one. I was like, that was three years ago. <laughs> three fight was a month three years ago. Shut the fuck up. God damn it. Shut up. Everybody's, everybody's protective of their schedule, of their calendar. And then fucking some of them don't even use their calendar. I'm still getting mad at Gavin for not fixing his fucking calendar. I do. Ellie and I we're still working out the bugs, but yeah, we will we'll be a lot easier to deal with. Hmm. So I'm using we now. We're a collective. Yes. It's been a lot harder. So we'll Belly? see. We yeah. we will see. Well, to be fair, this is an off day for the podcast, and I am coming day. in from out of town. We are. So there's a lot I guess of variables. I should note that we are pre-taping since it's Memorial Day, and we get Memorial Day off now. So fucking roll the first clip. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> fucking, fucking city of Austin. 
has now, or I guess Travis County now has authorized fireworks for Memorial Day. Fireworks sales for Memorial Day. Yes. What? Oh. No. <laughs> oh, he's got dogs. Bullshit. Right. Oh, you got dogs. Yeah. I fucking hate fireworks. Yeah. And, I've got, and, I, and I've got asshole neighbors. I don't know where they are. Like two or three blocks behind me, who buy like the big commercial kind that rattle your house. Oh, so mm -hmm. lucky. That's, that's you live so next to Jack. Patriotic. <laughs> yeah. So I've got. I can't. Like, why do we need to be able to pop fireworks on Memorial Day? What's the rationale? Fuck, I don't even like- Why do we need so, to pop fireworks, like we can period? Do it on, I don't like that we do it on 4th of July or New Year's Eve, but whatever. People already do that. Why are we adding more fireworks days? Do, so, is there really a need for that? To be clear, 4th of July is legal to pop fireworks then, right? Not in the city of Austin, yeah. but in Travis County. But the, during Memorial Day it is. Now it is. Wait, in Austin so or not, Travis County? Travis County, sorry, sorry, Travis County. I said city of Austin at first, I meant Travis County. Okay, so I'm very confused. Memorial Day, it's legal to pop fireworks in Travis County, not Austin? Correct. Okay, it is same it is, thing it with is 4th of July. It is never legal to pop fireworks in Austin, only in Travis but County. But in Travis County. But you live in Austin. Oh, yeah, I do. Let's do a Venn diagram. I mean, not to... But, but no, people don't my, my, I also live in Travis County, as my neighbors will probably very quickly point out. But it's not legal in Austin, can help so me with can't. This. I don't understand what he's saying. People are popping fireworks in Austin regardless of whether it's legal or not. Yeah. What I'm what I'm complaining about is the fact that now fireworks stands are open and selling fireworks so my asshole neighbors can buy fireworks and pop them yeah, to on go Memorial Day. Super far south to get the fireworks. Well, Becca is also from South Texas, like you. Mm -hmm. So you guys must be happy. This is like fireworks are a downgrade from people just firing guns into the air. Well, right? that happens I mean, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have neighbors who shoot guns. In Austin? Hear, yeah. Yeah. I live on an interesting street. They, wow. like, they go out like, yip, 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 like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like cowboys, yeah. like, yip, yip, yow! Yeah. 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 I don't, I hope they're blanks, but they're probably not. Like, do you just hear bullets like, You just hear like, gunshots on New Year's Eve, just, ka-ka, ka Those are weird guns. Yeah. It's a strange silencer. Like that. Oh. Yeah. That's because oh. they're sideways? <laughs> yeah. Listen, Jesus. whenever I see people doing that in videos, I'm like, you fucking idiots, you're firing bullets into the air. Goddamn morons. If I was at one of those parties, I would totally yeah. do it. <laughs> I would absolutely have a gun in each hand, just firing away. That would be so much fun to do that. Just once in my just life. Go to a range. Go to a firing range and shoot a gun. If I went to a range and I went to the range and started firing in the air, they, that would get yeah, shot yeah. in two seconds. The, the moral of the story is you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I why should know. other people get to do it and I don't? That's the question. There's a big why, PSA. Why should other people get to murder and I don't? <laughs> why? I mean, what's the logic here? I know. <laughs> Just one murder. No big deal. Everyone else gets to murder. Some people have like eight. <laughs> Fucking, who's got the high score? Is it still like Ted Bundy? Ooh. I don't know. Is, is it Wait. weird? Are serial killers a uniquely American thing? No. Well, I guess Jack, Jack the, the Ripper. Ripper. It's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty much a white male thing, though. Huh. Is like white dudes. No. White no, there's, there's like famous uh, females that have Just committed one. murder, but mostly Alan white, Woodruff. mostly white people, mm -hmm. and way mostly dudes. It's cute. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, what was it? The Night Stalker. He was Hispanic, I think. Like Richard. Calling out Gus. Ramirez Rodriguez. What was his name? Mm -hmm. You talking about Son of Sam? Maybe it's Son of Sam. It's David Berkowitz. No, okay, not Son. I think he's called the Night Stalker. He was like. The Night Stalker was Boston, right, or like the Northeast was, somewhere? Is that the, the guy who Strangler. killed all the nurses? Fuck, they all blend together. <laughs> I went down I, I, like, a wiki hole one day, and is, there's is, no delineation. If you're a serial killer, do you get to pick your name? Like, is it like no, a superhero thing, do. or does like the media give that to you? Richard Ramirez. I also yeah. like that it's connected to the city that you live in. So, like, what if you're like the Kalamazoo Strangler? <laughs> it's like fuck. <laughs> Could have been cooler. Uh, the the tri-state tickler. <laughs> it was the uh, Los Angeles area, and later San Francisco. Oh, okay, there we are. Oh my god! I just thought of a great way to yeah, combat well, serial killing. There. We're number one. Oh, Canada, <laughs> America. Here's how you combat 
serial killing. Just get the worst, most uncreative person in the department to name the person. So instead of like Zodiac Killer or the Boston Strangler, it's like somebody just names him Flower Guy. <laughs> and then the serial killers are like, well then now it's not even worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Cutie Pie 23. <laughs> They're like AOL screen names. <laughs> or it'd be like when you get your Xbox Live, the auto-generated <laughs> name tags. Yeah. Kerfuffled Petunia. Like, oh. <laughs> Lowercase X like Killer 69. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. We, that's what they should totally do. They should do that with uh, terrorists, too. Just like, just come up with nicknames for everybody. Yeah, like, instead, that way they just don't sound nearly as cool. It's all marketing, right? It's all about it's how all, you present it's yourself. What it is. It's all, it's all fear marketing. That's what it is. When was the last time we had a serial killer, though? I guess, like, that. the last time we had, BTK? like, some... Well, I was gonna say the last time we had, like, a big, you know, like, publicized ordeal was, uh, the dude that did the Facebook thing. Like, I think that that was the guy that, like, everybody was going nuts with that guy. Well, the what? guy went out and shot one person. On I know, Facebook. but still, it was just, like, it got the hype of, like, a, a killer. killer. I yeah. think the last one I can remember, Jeffrey Dahmer was pretty high profile because he was so nuts. But then there was the... Remember the guy who had the young... Like apprentice, and they were sniping people in the DC. Oh, area? that was the DC was sniper. That. Yeah, that was crazy. And then when they finally got caught, their setup was so strange. They were in a car where they'd hollowed out the inside of the car, and they were sniping from the trunk. Yeah, so they're, 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 they the were, beltway sniper. That's what they call beltway them, right? sniper. Yeah. They were like shooting people like at gas stations. The gas a lot. stations. Yeah, yeah. And to the point where they were telling people, "Someone hates these cans." On the news. Yeah, <laughs> they were telling me that's it's been a few years. He can make that joke. The uh, uh, they were telling people to zigzag. As they walked, oh at, my god, out in public, just like in, normal in the DC area. Wow. Yeah, which I guess works against snipers I just would and not alligators. Go outside, I think, maybe. Yeah, no shit. Or wear a suit of armor. Yeah, there you go. Suitable. Have you had anything like that ever, where you've been like, like either an outbreak of something or a, you know, serial killers really specific, but something that kept you indoors besides weather? Wild animals in South Texas. Uh, when I was pregnant, I was just generally. Freaked out about mosquitoes. Oh like, no! Good call. Yeah, it's a good call. Yeah. My mom funny. and I were like at the Oklahoma City, uh, the building that got bombed. We were there like a couple days before. Not really related, but it's still something that's like kind of spooky. And like we were spooked for like months after. Oh, you reminded me. I was in Boston for the Boston Marathon bombing. Oh, I was, sure. I was oh, there, and um, the next no, it was that night. Like the whole city was shut down, and. We took that opportunity to go to a restaurant that always had a really long wait. And we just walked right in. Well, man, make it was lemonade a, out of lemons, I it guess. It was a ghost town. Like, there were just cops on the street. So it was pretty spooky. While we're talking about that, we kind of have to talk about what happened this week in Manchester yeah. with the Ariana Grande concert. And we're pre-taping this, so that was, this was actually still very recent. This is very we're recent still, for us, but yeah. by the time you see this, it'll be a week old at that, at that point. The, mm -hmm. the first people to see this podcast. And... Um, you know, I have a I have a pretty measured response when it comes to those things. I mean, it, it incredibly terrible tragedy. I don't know who would walk into a stadium and set off a device like that to kill kids. It's just unfathomable to me. Um, it was really interesting thinking about the Boston Marathon, how many things happen when an event like that takes place. It's almost like a routine that the public falls into. There's this shock. Then there was a guy who made a terrible joke on Twitter and everybody went after that guy for making a joke on Twitter um, about an Ariana Grande concert. And then there was another thing right after that where they, internet detectives had figured out who set off the bomb by a guy oh. who had been tweeting 
Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. and everybody went after this guy and said that he, you know, were telling him that he's the killer. He was just obviously like very delusional fan and thought he was going to get to meet Ariana Grande on May 22nd. Uh-huh. And he kept mm-hmm. saying the date, May 22nd. It's like, look, all his, his posts say May 22nd. It's like, well, that's the date of the concert when he's going to meet his big hero. So he's, he's saying the date over and over again. Yeah, he's saying weird, creepy stuff about them being best friends and all that. But you could find that probably at any concert for any popular person mm-hmm. on any date. And But the internet found it. They were in this frenzy and they all went after this guy. And it's just like... You know, it's just no one. No one thinks straight in those moments. You know, and you, you gotta you gotta keep a level head, especially if you're not there. I mean, the people who are there dealing with this hor- horrific event. The rest of us have the ability to kind of level out and help those people who are in danger. But instead, we all just fall into this whirlwind mm-hmm. every single time. I hadn't seen the the witch hunt again this time. Well, I missed I, that one. I, 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 I say the name of the guy, Matt C Mafia. You mm-hmm. can look him up. I was on uh, Reddit the other day, and they still claim that they like caught the. Uh, Boston bomber. Yeah, they didn't the though, ass. didn't they identify the wrong person? I they did initially. It was like yeah, they identified um, the wrong person. Yeah. But they were like they were like toting that. They're like yeah, we got the the bomber. It's like did you guys though? You know like it yeah. was weird. It's a that weird mob mentality and added with uh, anonymity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and with the fact that people want to do something. Yeah, yeah. They There's so do much something. that desire to have that I told you so moment or I called it that mm-hmm. people just throw out a billion wild accusations just to have that one. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. it's right. Yeah, let's see if his account's account still there. I think what Reddit did was they found the picture of them dropping off the bag. A bag, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yep. But I mean, that's I think that's going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. People are if you have enough eyeballs. I mean, even they even did that with like when the Malaysia three seventy flight disappeared. You know, they a lot of uh, satellite imagery was outsourced to people, so they could like click through and look for anything unusual. I don't mm. remember that there was like a mm-hmm. website where you could look at images of the ocean and see if like circle if there was anything in the water. But they never found that. The Blaine Gibson guy, the, the adventurer that looks like horrifying, that has my name, still finding fucking pieces, and I always get tweeted whenever that asshole oh, finds yeah. something. It's like, stop, I don't care about this kind of Oh, yeah, I forgot that guy has the same name as you. Yeah, and then people tweet me, and you're like, you're a fraud. You're planting these pieces. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm in Austin, Texas. Wait, are you, but you're not even Blaine Gibson on Twitter, right? Like, you have a different username. I guess, yeah, if you type in Blaine Gibson on Twitter, I think you'd find mine. Mm. But, yeah. okay, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Look, this, this guy was tweeting stuff like, leading up to May 22nd, then he's tweeting stuff like, Ariana, I'm in the crowd, he he clearly can't spell, talks about how he's in love with Ariana, they're gonna be together, then in the middle of the concert, he's like, it's over for good, you're slag, I don't wanna be here anymore, don't wanna, I'm gonna find someone my own age, goodbye forever, uh, I've left, uh, I'm gonna get with someone my own age. But he was posting even after the concert and everything, and people just like, mm. they got freaked out about it. But we've, Becca was, I think the first convention she was ever at I mean we've dealt with stuff like that where sometimes people show up with really high expectations and we're not Ariana Grande you know who's on a huge stage with lights and looks like this goddess you know I can see how people get like wrapped up in that we had a guy it was in Florida I remember of course Um, it was he came up to us and we had a great it was a convention it was the first day came up to us we talked to him for like 10 or 15 minutes really great conversation really nice guy Uh, and then he was like then he said want to go to a movie with you guys Tonight, I want to take you guys out to a movie, and I was like, "Well, you know, we just got in town and we're working the whole day at the convention. Super nice of you to offer that, yeah." But now we're we can't go, we can't go to a movie tonight. But thanks for the offer; that was really cool of you. We came back the next day, and he was like, "Are we going to go to that movie tonight? Let's go to the movie tonight." And I was like, "No, we're just like, you know, every we spend you know ten, twelve hours in the booth every day. We usually just go back to the hotel and crash." I go, "That's cool." I forget what the movie was, some big movie that came. I out remember it was the one where his car was on fire. 
Nick Cage. What was that movie? Cars on Fire. <laughs> Hell, Nick Cage. Ghost Rider. Yeah, that. That's oh, Ghost <laughs> Car was on fire. <laughs> I want to see the fan art of that. Nick Cage, Car on Fire movie. Nick Cage in Car on Fire. <laughs> I thought it was Ghost Rider, but that was also Ghost Writer. This is the TV show. And you got the Car on Fire from neither of those. <laughs> I see how that worked out. It's like when they had a bad ghost writer, he wrote Ghost Rider as a car on as fire. Car. But uh, the second day he came back and he was like, yeah, let's go see Ghost Rider. And honestly, now from memory, it was probably like, I don't want to go see Ghost yeah, Rider. We were like, <laughs> but it was, you know, being nice and saying, no, can't, you know, can't do it. And he's like, I'm just like such a huge fan. Um, and he had posted, I remember he had posted on the site that he had been to the booth and posted the picture with us and everything. And then the second day it was like, he came back and he was like, I really want to go take you guys to this movie. And I said, no. And then. Uh, he came back the third day, if memory serves, and he, the movie thing again. It was like his conversation with us. I think it, day three he came back with a resume as well. Like at that point, it pivoted to give me a job. But I, but at the, the thing about the the thing was when I eventually said, "Look, I we we keep talking about this. I just want you to understand we're not going to go out and see a movie. We're just not going to go do that. So I just want you to understand that." And then he hated us. Yeah, I remember he, he we had wrote to this eventually... long diatribe and quit the site. How yep. how we were assholes and he. he that we were out of touch or whatever or something, and we treated him like shit, and now he's gone. It was yeah. just like, I, he just came in with wild expectations, which yeah. is what I think this person, and I get it. I honestly, I get it. You know what I mean? It's like he had this built-up thing of what the experience was going to be like. It didn't match it, and he had an extreme reaction to it. You know, probably a younger person, you know, you know that, that happens, you know. I get it. And that's what this kid was going through, I think. And he gets fucking attacked by the internet for killing children. It's just like... Ugh. Calm down. Yeah, I mean, really, calm down. Just mm -hmm. you stay level-headed, especially if you have some distance from the event. Stay level-headed and figure out what you can do to help, besides playing detective or busting out your pitchfork or something like that. Right. You know, just uh, figure out. You know, like donating blood is always a good thing, even yeah. if it's not going to make its way to Manchester. It'll be good for your area. Although you know? I will say, Brandon had a tweet about donating blood the other day that unsettled me a bit. He, uh, you know, he called for people to donate blood. Mm -hmm. Then he reminded people that uh, if around South by Southwest time, if they had received any. Uh, be positive blood that they might have a bit of Brandon in them. Oh, like, oh that's really good. And I was yeah, like, I don't want that. I don't want Brandon in me. Who wants <laughs> like, that? I was like, why, why did you frame it in such a weird, bizarre, creepy way? Yeah. What is that? We should go donate blood. They're not going to give you someone else's blood to, to like top you back off, Gus. You're, you can go donate blood and not worry about that. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it just, it just, like, now that's a mental image in my head. Is this Brandon being in someone else? Can you donate blood? You guys have tattoos. Yeah. yeah, there's just a grace period. I think it's like a year. Yeah. Okay. I can do it. I've never given blood. What? I can't. I've tried. Oh, Patrick can't. Why not? Because I'm gay. Oh. So gay people can't donate blood. Nope. Is it ever? gay men or just anyone gay? If you, they ask you if you've ever had sex with the same, uh, per, uh, same uh, gender, and if you say yes, then they disqualify you. Why don't they, they ask straight people, people if they've ever had butt sex to give blood? I mean, like, man. that's just that's weird. That seems. Yeah, it's just it's just, like it's it's weird. I think that was like some rule they passed in the early '80s, and it's still like on the record. Anti. Yeah, that definitely so. needs to be what revisited. The, what are the other things? Uh, like uh, sexually transmitted disease. Is yeah, that one on there. And I think I, if you've traveled out of the country, like yeah, during a certain yeah. grace period as like, well. Rafaela was saying she couldn't. And because she lived in England as a kid during some like epidemic. Oh, it might have oh. been during uh, CJD or something like that. I think it was during Mad Cal actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CJD. Oh. Thank you, Gus. <laughs> so, um, have you ever had a tattoo recently? Have oh, you piercing. had same-sex intercourse? Have you been outside the country? They could shorten the whole questionnaire by just saying, 
Are you boring as fuck? Yeah. Yes, you can you can donate blood. You're fine. If you're just living a boring life, yeah, come on in and donate all your okay. fucking blood. What conditions make you ineligible to be a donor? Uh, tested positive for hepatitis B or hepatitis C. Lived with or had sexual contact the past 12 months with anyone, hep B or hep C. Had a tattoo in the past 12 months. Or received a blood transfusion in the past 12 months. Posi That's hypocritical. <laughs> That's a little hypocritical. Positive test for AIDS virus. Or a man who's had sex with another man in the past 12 months. Specifically men? Yes, that's what exactly what it says. Super weird. Ever used intravenous illegal drugs even once? Have ever used injectable drugs, including anabolic steroids, unless prescriber physician? Sorry, Blaine. Engaged in prostitution <laughs> since 1977. Since 1977? That's a weird that cutoff. <laughs> um, it's HIV again. Oh, weird. Have lived in or visited the UK for three months or more cumulatively between 1980 and 1996. The UK? This mad cow. Uh, yeah, but have spent five years or more in Europe, including the UK, cumulatively from 1980 to the present. Have traveled in the past year or lived in the past three years in an area where malaria is endemic. That's Zika it. hasn't made that list yet? Nope. Yeah, and then you also have to weigh a certain amount, right? Oh, I assume so. Uh, yeah, this, it's, uh, that's like up in the general guidelines. Uh, you have to weigh at least 110 pounds, be at least 16 years old. Yeah. Mm. Like for a long time, that excluded me. Can't say that anymore. But then it was the tattoos and piercings, and like every time I try, they got. Why don't you like away. donating blood, Becca? I, I would. Yeah, I was finding an I, I'm, I'm O positive. I'm like, I'm, got I'm, that good blood. I'm B positive, so it's like, yeah. I'm also the same blood type as Brandon, which is why I was freaked out by his tweet even yeah. more. Do you know your blood so type, much. Bernie? Yeah, I was oh. sitting here. Th no, I don't think I do. I feel like most people don't. I think I'm O negative. That explains a lot. She's copying me. Hey, oh, is that your your O negative? Yeah, you is it really blood? Blair? Maybe you put it in blood, my head. Blair, rare O negative blood. O negative. I thought the O's are pretty common. Yeah, I think the O's right, are but common. the negative. Mm. I don't know. Blaine, you're a fitness guy. Have you ever heard about matching your diet to your blood type? You ever no. heard that? Is that a thing? That's a thing. Have you ever heard about matching your alcohol consumption to your blood type? I have not, Gus. Because <laughs> let me tell you, this episode <laughs> of the podcast is brought to you by Smirnoff. Wow. And the letter O. Little segment we call the Smirnoff sidebar. I just want to point out there's an O in Smirnoff and in vodka. There is. So. And uh, this week, we, uh, we know, we've been doing this uh, every now and then. We do a recurring segment. where Texas, everybody. Texas hey, Texas. Hey, Texas. It's a special Hi. drink for the four core members of the Rich Teeth podcast. And uh, this week, it's Bernie's turn. Yes, it is. To have it a drink. It is my drink Ooh. this we have week. the Berntini, which uh, you see the recipe right there. It's... One and a half ounces of Smirnoff number 21 vodka, one ounce of dry vermouth, one cup of ice cubes, and three olives. Clear ice cubes. And you pour the Smirnoff number 21 of vermouth into the mixing glass, add ice, and stir to chill, straight into a martini glass, and garnish with olives. We were talking about this before the, uh, the podcast, and Texas was saying that it is uh, generally you receive martinis with one or three olives. considered bad luck. I was told this a long time ago. That uh, it was considered bad luck if you have uh, more than one olive, or like if it's one or three. It's just one so or three. even numbers of olives are bad, pretty much. Mm. Then you can't donate blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, we you know it's been great. Uh, we did my drink first, and then we did Barbara's uh, last time. So she had the Caribou Princess or whatever. What was that? It was very floofy. Barbara's, Barbara's punch. Barbara's punch. Right. That, that was a uh, my no. idea. My name. Is that what I did? Yeah, I came up with it. Good call. Uh, so uh, it's been great having them because uh, you know we know that Smirnoff you can get it just about anywhere when you travel, and I know that uh, we all are big fans of Smirnoff. So it's great to have them sponsoring an episode of the podcast. They have great quality at a reasonable price, 
And uh, we, again, like we've mentioned before, Smirnoff did invent the Moscow Mule. So hopefully for the next time when uh, we do Gavin's Drink, hopefully we'll uh, be able to get to a Moscow Mule at some point. Uh, so, you know, if you all want to tweet at us, let us know. Any other ideas that we can try if uh, we can't get the Moscow Mule for Gavin? Uh, live hashtag RT Podcast. And if you're over 21, we highly recommend you it's check out Smirnoff burn. Vodka. Um, again, if you're over 21, check it out and let us know what you think. Hashtag RT Podcast. Thank we have another you. hashtag Look for at this. Smirnoff. Classy or is it just drink. RT Podcast. They invented Lovely. the Moscow Mule. Thank yeah. you, Texas. I love the Moscow Mule. It's a good so, drink. Yeah, it's a great drink. The little copper cup. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, a little fancy. the Burntini will replace it. As like one of your all-time favorite drinks. Probably not. I feel like with Burton Team, we maybe should have put like a dash of jalapeno juice in it. Oh, Ooh. In hindsight. In hindsight. That'd be nice. Can in we do hindsight. that? Is it too late? It might be too oh, late. Also, I'm not going to have any jalapeno juice on your blade. I don't mean to be that guy, but the bar's over here, but the sign for the bar's over there. Is anybody else bothered <sighs> That's that? a permanent bar there. This yeah. is like 6th Street. There's multiple bars. Oh, okay. Is there a pop-up? Okay, sorry. You can have alcohol away from a sign that says bar. This is true. So... <laughs> Blaine seems very I like that dude, Blaine actually going to a bar, and he gets a beer and has to drink it next to the sign that has the name <laughs> of the beer on it. Like, he can't it's like, read a different part of the bar. This bar's too crowded. We need another bar sign. <laughs> we can spread the crowds apart. But, uh, yeah, you were talking about uh, people wanting to match diet to blood type. Yeah. And I've heard that before. And I've heard, like, people try, the blood type diet. People mm -hmm. try to explain it as, like, an evolutionary thing mm -hmm. where you back... Thousands of years ago, you know, you have this blood type because your ancestors or whatever from, yeah, from a used to eat region. certain diets and certain types of food. So these foods agree with you better than other types of food. That is correct. Uh, have you ever done that? Have you ever researched? Do, it? I don't even. know. I'm actually looking I'm here. I'm curious what trying to figure out our diet would be. So you want with, you want a dirtier one, right? Hmm? Don't you want a dirtier one? Yeah. Yeah. Here, take this one. You sure? Yeah. You already drink out of it though. Great. I, I didn't. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was waiting. I'm a gentleman. I'm waiting. You are a gentleman. Thank you. Dirtier I love uh, it. for people who aren't familiar with martinis, just means more olive juice poured into olive it. Olive juice. Uh, so I'm looking blood type diet. What are you, Bernie? Oh, yes, I think so. He said, Oh, oh negative. I, I'm embarrassed because it's, I feel like now I haven't given blood in a few years at least. I have it written down. I'm trying to think of the last time I gave blood. I have a folder in my No way. Look at that. I brought it. So you're going to get jalapeno juice, Patrick, buddy. I would let you donate blood. Oh, sweet! Just so you know. If I was in charge, I would let you donate blood. Seems like... That's, that's a, ridiculous That's a dumb thing. That's a dumb thing. Uh, I'm trying to find... You just Westworld it and take it straight from his body into yours. Okay, type what? O... <laughs> Did I miss that episode of Westworld? You must have. Type O blood. A high-protein diet heavy on lean meat, poultry, fish, and vegetables, and light on grains, beans, and dairy. That makes sense. That's like what I eat already. Wait, I that's for o, o negative or just O? That's just blanket o. o. I, wow. Type B, which is for me. Avoid corn, wheat, buckwheat, lentils, tomatoes, peanuts, and sesame seeds. Chicken is also problematic. He uh, encourages eating green vegetables, eggs, certain meat, and low-fat dairy. That sounds awful. Yeah. Low-fat dairy? Low-fat low dairy and no chicken. Chicken is and, like, problematic. And chicken's the most... Just like innocuous, chicken's everywhere. Meat. It's, it's. I mean, it, it's harmless. Yeah, Bernie, he's gonna swap yours out. Why? Because you want the jalapenos. Yeah. I'll take. I'll take his existing one if you want. It's coming down. Here it comes. Pass it down. I almost. So jalapeno instead of. I'm so of, uh, nervous juice? that I'm gonna spill this. Gotta take this shot. That sounds good. Anybody else pick up uh, Logan on Blu-ray? It just came out. This I was week. gonna buy it last night, but I realized I had too many Blu-rays in my house. I, I bought it, and it comes with. I didn't know it was going to do this. It comes with the noir version of the film oh, as the well. Oh, the black and white. Yeah. That's awesome. 
So yeah. I guess like they have a version of the film where it's just all in black and white. I've been following Kojima on Twitter, and that dude loves superhero movies and Norman movies. Reedus and La La Land. <laughs> yeah, he's always tweeting about movies and yeah. film. He loves movies. He was he was like he goes crazy over uh, the black and white Logan and uh, Mad Max. Mm. Which I don't know if I would want to watch Mad Max. The the I think the biggest thing I love about that movie is the color. So to the lack thereof would kind of that I, movie yeah, I, the new one you mean? Yeah, yeah. That made me wish that like colorists were an Academy Award category for the main show mm. because Mad Max's color was incredible. Well, mm. like they you know like Vanity or, or EW or whoever posted pictures like way before the movie was out and before they had a trailer. Of uh, what's his face on the bike and stuff, and, and and it looked like everything was. It looked like a DC movie, like a like a Batman. Like everything was desaturated and like gray and gross. And I was like, oh, this doesn't look like it's gonna be a good movie. And it completely flipped, and now it's like this beautiful orange and blue mm-hmm. movie. And that's what made it for me. It's like a the nighttime stuff in Mad Max. Incredible how blue it is. Yeah, it's well, incredible. It's totally day for night because you have like moon shadows. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's, it looks great. Yeah. It's so great. It's it, like that goes back to what we talked we talked about before, like when Mad Max first came out. How Tom Hardy publicly apologized. Yeah. Uh, for, for how the way he treated he, George Miller. Yeah, how he treated George Miller about that movie. He said that when they were filming it, that he just didn't see the vision and understand what George Miller was trying to do, and that when the film was done, he was just blown away by yeah, how good it was. I think I said at the time that that's code for, I was a gigantic asshole. Oh, yeah. 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 Said, yeah. I'm sure there were... Uh, Everyone? Cheers. 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 Do clink glasses with Martinez? Uh, I'll just, we'll do it. Phantom on. Clink, clink, clink. Cheers. A little classy drink. I have a little jalapeno juice in my mouth. how this goes. Ooh, that's good. That's delightful. Do you want to try this? Bernie Burns. Yeah, I'll try um, But, um... I, so I haven't. I didn't have a chance to watch all of Logan War because I just got it last night. Have you yeah. been to the UK but in the I last watched, 12 months? I've never been to the <laughs> UK. Just yeah. I just watched that opening fight sequence uh, at the limo. Oh, with the yeah, yeah, and that, even like I was like, wow, that looks really good. I, I don't know. They must have That's had nice black and white in mind when they filmed it, because you know you have to light it a very specific way in order for black and white to look presentable or to look good. Do you know that? Or are you just saying that? I've seen it. Okay. Yeah. You, but you're saying you're talking about cinematography that you have to light it in a certain way to shoot it in black and white. You're saying yeah. that with a high degree of confidence. Do you know that for fact? Yes. Okay. I'm stating fact. Okay. I work. I, I don't know if you know. I work <laughs> in a film. I work in the film industry. Did, oh you, get a, did you have a blue light and a and a white light? Filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite first conversations with you. <laughs> this is when we were filming the uh, the switch parody. Very one of my very first videos I've ever made. <laughs> but I mean, you can manipulate. I mean, I know that lighting's different than manipulating the color in post, but like. Like raw, I've I've gotten blown away by how red cameras you can manipulate the raw. You can change the ISO and do all sorts of different stuff in post, like after the mm-hmm. fact, after you shot it, which is something that you would never be able to do with an old film no. camera. Hmm. There's so much stuff like that, that feels like magic, in a way. Like I've been doing stuff with tilt shift where I can just shift focus. Dude, please get into more tilt shift. Do you like that? That LA mm-hmm. construction thing. Yep. I w- I couldn't stop watching that. It's the most relaxing thing ever to watch like little things move around. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of my favorite. Uh, scenes in the social network was the like the rowing. tilt shift, yeah, yep. rowing scene. Yep, it's uh, I love that I love that look, and I just think it's a cool. I think it's like a cool metaphor for a vlog with a lot of travel in it, like just making the world look smaller. That's mm-hmm. kind of the whole point of it, right? So, so did you got a specific lens for that? Then I'm assuming mm-hmm. I did, but I also do a little bit of work in post as okay. well to 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 really kind of sell it, like the the airplane shot. Of the planes coming in and out and like getting oh, awesome person. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that was actually Chicago. I'm not sure where it was, but it, that was a shot I actually used before. And the shot I used in the vlog before, I didn't do anything in post. I just used the lens, 
And it was good, but the lens or the post stuff really like amps it up a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get that depth of field in a certain place and get it just right, it's amazing. And in post, you can kind of figure out where that is better than you can like in a time lapse. So how do you do that? Isn't it two lenses and they're off just slightly so you that it watch focuses on one? My previous this week's vlog. Okay. Because I, I pull the lens out and show how it works and everything. Cool. Yeah, I go through the whole thing on it. I need to watch that. Yeah. Does it's Instagram a still have vlog. tilt shift? I feel like they got rid of. Tilt yeah, they have shift. a filter where you can mess with tilt shifts. It's a filter? Mm-hmm. Or you're saying like it's a setting? It's oh, it used like to be setting. really prominent, and now I feel like they've nested it away because people were abusing it all the time. Oh, I'm gonna take a picture. Abusing it? How do you abuse it? It was just like using it to create fake depth of field, and it just looked really terrible. Mm. No. I'll tell you what really blows people away is the uh, the iPhone Seven Plus Dude. has the portrait mode. Boom! It's love it. Pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's the one thing that I, I, I don't like the Plus because they're so big, but that's the one thing I was most curious about. Do you have a about. Plus? No, I've got the normal. I'm all about that Plus. Me too. I'm going to make you a small person. That, that, that didn't really work. <laughs> yeah. I guess on a given subject, but I yeah. Would, so the, uh, I, was giving, <laughs> so I was giving Yvonne some shit the other day at the management meeting. Yvonne? Yeah. That's dangerous business. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but years ago, when we were still at, down south at the Ralph Ablanado office, I don't remember anything. I was, uh, I kept bugging Yvonne. I kept telling her we need to accept Bitcoin in the store. That we should be accepting Bitcoin for <gasps> you would uh, for for merchandise. Oh man! And then on Monday, I saw a headline that a hundred dollars of Bitcoin in twenty ten is now worth seventy two point nine million dollars. What doesn't and, and it was it, and it was twenty ten when I was telling her we should be accepting. Bitcoin. I was like, well, why well, don't you? Did anything? you buy a bunch of Bitcoin? No. Yeah. That's what nobody did. Wait, Wasn't Joel shitting all over it when? It well, was, it was, yeah, he was. And but it's also, I think, on a podcasting. Well, just go buy Bitcoin right now. Yeah. And I'm probably gonna say the same thing I said then, which is like, okay, buy it now. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. Buy it now. Buy it. And in five years, you'll be saying the same thing. You think it'll? You you think it'll just continue to? Increase I, I think it's, no. I think it's in a bubble. I can't, I can't, it's absolutely I can't, in a bubble. Yeah. Insane. Come back and hear yourself no. when there's Bitcoin billionaires everywhere. One of my favorite stories ever from online, and this is probably the story that started the conversation on the podcast all those years ago, was a guy who had a hard drive and he bought like $50 worth of Bitcoins or something like that. I forget what it was. I know he lived in the UK. And then six years later, whatever, those Bitcoins were worth about $4 million, whatever he bought, and the computer was gone. So he did research... He needed the hard drive back, so he did research on the landfill for his area, and he bought sections of the landfill that were used during the time that he would have thrown away the computer, and he was excavating, trying to find his old computer. Did, did he, he ever it? find it? I, no, no, I don't believe uh, he no, So it, he, Wait. He, he used 10,000 bitcoins to buy a pizza in 2010. Uh, which were now worth twenty million dollars. That's not the same guy, though. Oh, it's not the same guy. No, that's 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 a famous thing of a kid who bought pizza. I think actually the first thing ever bought with Bitcoin, the first real world item, mm. was a pizza. What pizza maker accepts Bitcoin? I think he paid. It was like almost like a Postmates thing, or oh, what's, okay. it was Papa John's. Yeah, where he paid loaded. someone in Bitcoins to buy him a pizza because he didn't have any money, but he had Bitcoin. So he said, "You call my local pizza place, like Bucks. order me a pizza, and pay <laughs> for it, and then I'll transfer the Bitcoin to you." And that that pizza was worth like three million dollars or something. <laughs> Did you guys ever use Bebo Bucks? Uh, no, I never lived on campus. Oh, okay. Oh, is that like your UT currency or something? Yeah, we have a currency on UT called Bebo actually, Bucks. That that's after my time. We didn't have that shit. Oh, really? No, we stole it from the Aggies. What do they have? Aggie Bucks. <laughs> creative. Ours yeah. is at least alliterative. Yeah. I like you're making you making fun of them for creative. Ours is Bebo Bucks. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, sure. They invented it, but. 
We made the letters the same. <laughs> anybody that doesn't know Bevo Bucks is like seven point five million dollars that was thrown away. That was the landfill thing. Oh, yeah. Well, so. well, yeah. If your parents don't want to give you money for food, but they don't want you to spend it on alcohol, they give you Bevo Bucks. But there's places that'll accept Bevo Bucks, and you can buy beer with them. I think, though. Yeah. So can you buy beer on campus, like at the Jester store? Oh yeah, there was a. Is Jester that what the reason? Sure. Is, the reasoning is so your parents don't think you're buying alcohol. Or it wasn't so much alcohol yeah. tattoos in my case, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a few places on campus. I still live by campus, and uh, they have like a couple of alcohol stores amongst the apartments. The place has changed. So, what's campus. Bitcoin worth today? Like twenty five hundred dollars per Bitcoin. Bitcoin. This I... article that I'm reading from late 2013 was basically three years ago. Uh, Bitcoin here is worth about eleven hundred dollars. But everyone's going back to like 2008 and saying what it was there. They're like looking uh, past. But like last time we had a conversation about Bitcoin three or four years ago, if we'd have bought it, we could have doubled our money. Yeah. Which is cool for three or four years, but it's not like I'm not going to stay awake at night thinking, oh my God, I missed out on the chance of a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you can see, I'll, I'll send you the the chart here. Like the chart, it kind of spikes in 2014. Then of course it goes down. Mm -hmm. And then now like it's on But everyone it's, looks it's past the, the spike, up. right? Right, right. Because that's, you could have potentially lost a shitload of money getting involved with Bitcoin in 2014. You know, you might be getting back to break even. Austin or uh, Gus, what's the Austin cafe that has a Bitcoin machine in it? Uh, Dominican Joe's used to have a Bitcoin ATM. That's weird. Benu has one. Oh, does it? No. Oh, okay. Benu. Mm -hmm. Benu. All right, I'm going to sound really ignorant right now. Let's do it. Bitcoin aren't stored in the cloud. Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin aren't stored in the. It's. A, I don't know why people like this currency because there's a lot of things about it, from what I understand. That are weird. It's it's locked with a key, but then the part of that with the key is then you can see that Bitcoin every transaction it was used for. Isn't that correct? It's like it doesn't have a trail of everything. I'm not sure. I've never used it. Oh, yeah. I should. I, I'm, I'm talking out of my ass. I think just from memory here. On the podcast? No. No. We never do that here. That I seems incriminating, considering Bitcoin is usually used for things you don't. Right, want like to know. Silk Road and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Huh. Someone, someone on a. Oh, we're not on live. So someone <laughs> yell at me. Two days from now of why I'm wrong. Bitcoin I'm sure, I'm trail. Sure Patrick's looking it up. I love that even though we announced uh, that this is pre-recorded, people are still going to be tweeting us while it's happening. No, it's I'll like be if, engaging. If you're watching along, then you then you can uh, you can keep up. I'm going to watch with my parents. Every time they were like, I'll, I'll get a tweet and be like, "You were wrong about Bitcoin. What are they talking about?" No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, last night someone made a a reference, a red versus blue reference from the current season to me, and I just it totally went over my head. I was like, I felt like a fucking idiot. Was it something that you had said too? Um, it, no, but it was a scene I was in. It wasn't my line, but he was referencing a scene that right. that I, I participated in. I was like, oh right, God I made, damn it. I made a John Cena I just for reference. I recorded that line forever ago. Oh okay. I made a John Cena joke on Twitter, and you know, people are just like, he's that guy's a mean machine. So then it's, people started tweeting me about it, and someone was like, I think your girlfriend needs an attitude adjustment. It's like, what the fuck is this? Like, fuck this guy. Apparently that's like his thing. Oh, attitude adjustment. Like okay. I don't know. It's like the John Cena. I don't know. It's just a John Cena joke. But I was like really pissed off, and then everybody started tweeting that, that same thing. So I was like, oh, I guess it's a it's like something it's a reference. John Cena does. Yeah, yeah you're just not getting it. Uh, yeah, I was. Um, the guy had replied. The guy I was talking about had replied to a poll I made because I was talking to Brandon yesterday, and he, I realized Brandon did not know what the word gab meant. Like, like to talk? gab, right? And I was like, that's really weird. I'm sure most people know what that is. So I started running a Twitter poll. I was shocked at how many people did not I was know shocked by those results what that well. word is. Um, let me see if I can find the most the most up to date. As of right now, it is at 
56% know the word, 44% do not know that word. I bet you 56% is wrong, too. I bet it's only like 30%. I bet those people like Google it and like... <laughs> Did you provide <laughs> any word. context? No, I said, are you familiar with the word gab as in gift of gab? Oh, then, yeah. Like, that's plenty of context. I'm shocked at how many people said they do not know that word. Uh, at almost 19,000 votes so far. That's super weird. That seems like, I mean, that's like an old, like, gams and... Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> you, you, know, you don't hear that like, 50s word. Yeah, great. and then someone replied, uh, you know, speaking of that, someone replied to the tweet and was like, oh, I guess I'm just too old, I don't know this word. And then someone else replied, I'm like, no, you're just, you must be too, just young. too young. Too young, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not a new word at all. Yeah, there is this, like, kind of weird place that we exist in now, and this was probably happened for generations where it's like, you know, you got, like, I don't, oh, shit, I'm, I don't even know millennial words. But you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Like, turnt and all that bullshit. Thought. Lit. Lit, there you go. We can just list them all dab off. is in there somewhere. It's like, I don't know those words, but I also don't know, like, old words. So I'm just kind of somewhere in the middle. Fam. Just, just know your words. Just Bam. stop burning. Stop. <laughs> I got a million. How do you do? I'm hip. I know everything. It's, uh, it, it always disappoints my oldest kid. Like, that I know things. <laughs> it, it's very disappointing to him, you know. It would be like your father saying, you know, cool things. Talking about how, how tubular stuff was. or Yeah, it's like, well, whenever we... Uh, Get in a discussion and you know, like with her mom, whenever we're talking about stuff and like behavior or something, I can always say, Oh, well, if you know, we want to steer JD away from this, I can just start doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. We can ghost ride the whip. Uh, oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, let me read this thing here. I want to remind everyone this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice when it comes to shaving. Get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's an awesome life hack and no-brainer choice. You no longer have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that gives you a cheap shave. Schlep, that's an old word too. Or spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving, shaving tech that you don't need. Uh, when I use Do Dollar Shave Club Executive Razor with Dr. Carver Shave Butter, the blade gently glides, giving such a smooth shave. Uh, don't have to worry about nicks or cuts. Just put the shave butter on and it's smooth sailing. Dr. Carver's shave butter is transparent for a more precise shave, helps prevent ingrown hairs, and fights razor bumps. You too can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of their Dr. Sharp. Dr. Sharver, Dr. Carver shave butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razor is just a few bucks a month. There's a $15 value for only five bucks. In your first month box, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their shave butter. No hidden fees, no commitments, cancel anytime you like. You get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash roosterteeth. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash roosterteeth. Thanks, Dollar Shave Club, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. So, speaking of... According to Urban Dictionary, schlep is that one guy in Hawaii, Hawaii that is not over the age of 65. He will tell you that he lives in Costa Mesa and not much after that. You will stalk him and run downstairs to see if he is still there playing volleyball, but he will not be there. He stays on the sixth floor and stares at you as you pass him in the elevator. Urban Dictionary has gone too far. Is that what? the highest voted one, or is that just... <laughs> it's like right at the top. It's got 12 upvotes. It's like every definition is just someone's single-handed experience. Like if you... Oh, probably not Bernie. Or maybe that's a reference. Like, like look up like Becca on Urban Dictionary. It's probably like, a beautiful goddess. Like it's... Everyone oh, just someone's does a little their full own of herself. name. Yeah. No, like everyone... Every name. Is like some the girl who can say anything and make you laugh, especially when she's serious. Yeah, but then okay. the one below that's like slut. Blaine is probably like a jacked dude who's your bro to the end. Probably not. It's like Yahoo Answers. <laughs> that became literally anything but answers you actually want. It was always just the most 
unbelievable garbage on that site. Be like, yeah, I have this uh, this uh, lump on my shoulder and it's oh, turning very dark. What is that? Cancer. And they're like, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> like, uh, my sister had that. You have pepper under your skin. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was always the stupidest shit. Uh, Blaine. To completely fail at something, to be oh, a complete failure. Oh, it. Rooster Teeth's Blaine Gibson, who, while not particularly <laughs> failure in his own right, is constantly mocked as being one by his co-workers. Oh! Top, top, top entry on, uh, on Urban Dictionary. They had just forgotten that. The community had, like, just, and now everyone's just going to be like, Blaine did! <laughs> I had forgotten about that. Oh. Everybody it's, did. It's back. It's I'm back. back. Urban Dictionary never forgets. What was that thing? Oh, shit. Bernie is to get in one's car and drive around smoking a joint. <laughs> Let me see Gus. Oh, Bernie, that's good. Yeah, I get it. I get mm -hmm. it. Gus is the most coolest kid you'll ever meet, even if he does eat a lot of food and gets all the girls to say, Oh, I love you, Gus. You're so <laughs> huggable. I, I, I wrote that. Yeah. You're so You're huggable. So huggable. <laughs> I'm so huggable. That's code. Right. I don't think I've ever hugged Gus. Second definition for Gus is word that rhymes with bus. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. So thank you, Call Urban back. Dictionary, for contributing to public knowledge. I don't think Gus would let you hug him. We can hug. Have we, have we hugged? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Someone sent a photo of us hugging. We I talked about you hug me at a convention. Yeah, one time. it was it was as awkward as I hoped it would be. It was horrible. It was horrible. I wanted to come up organically. Yeah. So I also don't we're not like going to do shirt. it on the podcast. We'll do it at like RTX when we're drunk or something, probably. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say, uh, speaking of Twitter and my Twitter poll, you tweeted about Master of None the other day mm -hmm. and about how great the soundtrack is. Oh, so talk good. to you guys about for season that. two. I, I finally finished it. I felt like it took me a while to start watching season two. Yeah. Like I was really excited about it. I loved season one, and I finally finished season two last night. And uh, I thought it was really good. I still think I liked season one more, yeah. but season two was pretty good. Season two had such better writing, in my yeah. opinion. The performances were still kind of like hit or miss. Dude, I love that Italian girl. She Alexandra? is Francesca, a babe. Yeah. 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 It was. It, it was. It was. It was awesome. I, I, I'm really happy to see that show do so well. And I felt like they do one-off episodes so well. Like the um, I love you, New York. I love, you New York, I love yeah. you, New York, and even I felt like the Thanksgiving one was kind of yeah, that one was one really off. cool. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. You're fired, um, <laughs> but it's good it to see like they, they have a formula, and it's like you have story episodes and like non-story episodes, and they really you, you never feel like you're wasting your time. I felt like they always do a good job of making you feel entertained, and you're still learning as you're watching that show. Dude, it's such a good it's such good commentary on dating in the 21st century as well. Yeah, after there's that whole like Tinder first date episode, I watched yeah. that with Esther. And we finished it. And we looked at each other. I was like, I'm glad I missed that. Oh, I know. Like, I had, I've, I've never had to do that in my life. Like, that looks fucking horrible. And it, it was so like accurate to how that whole thing goes. It's like you have these setup questions, and it's basically a date could be interchangeable. You can mm -hmm. just pop somebody in, and it's like you're got, you're gonna cover the same fucking thing. Oh, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Like all that stuff. And did you notice in that episode, like there were no cuts? I yeah, know, a lot well, of, like it would just pan away oh. and then go back, and it was just a different Someone girl. Different. They would just like conceal it with some sort yeah, of yeah, like they'd cut to editing. the straight, go back, new girl. Yeah, yeah, it was. Cool. It's amazing. So it's just show. like he was dating a bunch of different people at one time, kind of a thing. It was just like, like him going time. through his Twitter date like Tinder. ritual or Tinder date. So it's like message. all of his first dates. Yeah, and it's it's and like all the same but different people. Same formula, same restaurants. Uh, yeah, just like same conversations. It was yeah, super accurate. Yeah, it was. It, it was it looked horrible. It looked, I mean, not horrible. It looked, um, terrifying is the, <laughs> yeah. the, the better word for me, I think. I did like in this season, though, like, Aziz... Have been Aziz... how long? Uh, we've been married ten and a half years. Okay, come back to that. Go ahead. Oh, I just like that Aziz had his employment part of his life figured out in this season, mm -hmm. so that, like, mm -hmm. he wasn't struggling with money as well as dating, because mm -hmm. that was a big issue in season one, was he was just trying to find a job as yeah. well as dating people. But, yeah. Francesca. 
Yeah. yeah. Great like, show. If you you have Netflix, you should absolutely watch it. <laughs> we were, I was just waiting for that in the helicopter scene. Like, like this is going to happen. Same. There it went. Yep. I, I was just thinking, because you've, uh, over the course of the time that I've known you, which is a really long time, mm -hmm. you had a long-term relationship, then mm -hmm. you were single, then you had a long-term relationship. Esther. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which covered now 10 years, 10 and a half years, you said? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always think it's interesting, like, that I can remember times in my life being single and going into a long-term relationship and then being in a long-term relationship and going into single. And it's, it's, you know, you kind of forget what the other one is like, you know, when, when you're in it. But it's like, especially when you're in a long-term relationship, you see single seems like a lot of fun. But it's so much fucking mental overhead. It's, it's just like constant work and everything. Like, yeah. I, I would watch Blaine when he was single. And it was like, it was like almost like your, your identity was being a single person, you know. Whereas, yeah. you know, when you're in a long-term relationship, it's... I find I'm like way more productive, you know. It's just like you have this like nice baseline for having a relationship mm -hmm. and uh, being able to build a life around that. I mean, it's like a truer representation of who you are is when you're in a relationship like that you're comfortable with. Because yeah, when you're single, it's just like you're just fucking rabid. Like I, I remember just thinking about single girls all the time, just being yep. on t Tinder and stuff like that. It's like addicting. So, yeah. yeah. Did you see that awful spinner Tinder? Did you see that awful video of the guy? Who was using a fidget spinner on Tinder? <laughs> he just like stuck it on there, just went like, 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 like yeah. What is that? What are fidget spinner spinners? Everybody's been going nuts with those, and I'm like, like starting to see little propeller. I think we have one in the marketing office. I got a fidget cube. Yeah, see, that's, those are way cooler. Yeah, it's, fidget cubes are better. I think it's a same same thing. So fidget cubes are expensive. Occupied. Fidget spinners are like you can get them for like a dollar on promo. Websites. I think yeah. you know it's a fad whenever it's like you see them at gas stations, and I've, I've seen both fidget cubes and spinners at gas stations. Gasoline, fad. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's like it's like chewing that, gum, fad. It's the impulse counter. They've got like <laughs> Pokemon cards, like right there for fad. the kid to grab. Mm -hmm. That's what my eight-year-old nephew wanted for his first communion gift was a fidget spinner. It's oh. what all the kids have. Yeah. I don't even have. <laughs> Did one. They, do you collect them or do you get one and that's it? You're you're good. I probably get one until it I, breaks in a day. I just miss Beyblades. I walked into the other studio the other day to uh, do some audio, <coughs> and uh, Carrie had a fidget spinner, and he was so happy with it. He was like running around, showing it to everybody, spinning it, and trying to. I was. I started asking him, "Can you do tricks with it? Like, you know, put it on your fingertip and like spin it around." He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "I haven't figured that out yet. I can't. I can't <laughs> do that yet." I think he's like working on it. The yo-yo balls of this generation. Yeah, dude. Pet rock. Did you guys ever have a yo-yo fat at your school? Oh, a yo-yo fad? Mm -hmm. uh, not real yo-yos. We had it in my school. Yeah. Duncan, man. Duncan yo cleaned up. Yeah. Got big. Got big for a little bit. Just came back and then was gone in like four months. So the the glow-in-the-dark yo-yo, the butterfly. Uh, the butterfly was dope. Yeah. I did have a glow-in-the-dark one. Or like one that like lit up as it spun. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, were we talking about AIDS before? <laughs> Always. I'm sure. I want to bring that back up because I was like really interested in where that conversation was going. Oh, it was, oh, yeah, oh, right oh. before we started recording. Oh, no. right, right, right. We were talking about... Um, CRISPR. <laughs> CRISPR, yeah. That was before we started right. recording. Right, so we, we were talking about uh, CRISPR um, genetic modifications. And I want to say, before we start talking about this, there's like a billion internet videos about this, and you should probably go watch all of those, because that's about our level of knowledge of what this is. Gus, you seem yeah. way more there's, steeped in it than I am. There's also a great so episode... So this is a trigger warning for science kids. Yes. You're, 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 about, to get, you're first, about to get super upset. The first I've <laughs> heard about it. There's also a great episode of Vice from last season... No uh, such thing. ...that covered CRISPR. And what it is, basically, it's, um, it's a way... Or it's, like, it's a peptide that can go through DNA and then find certain sequences, remove them, and replace them. So what does that entail? Like, what does that mean? So basically, you can on a macro level. 
you, in theory, could rewrite all of your DNA. So I could turn my skin, like, mocha color? Right, but there, there are problems. Okay, so yes, theoretically you could. What, uh, in some examples, so, one ex so it doesn't al it's not always that easy is what people are finding out. Mm -hmm. So in one example, they wanted to change a trait on moths. They were like, okay, we want to take this moth and change it from one color to another color. So they did that, and they ran CRISPR, and they were like, we know what sequence governs that. Mm -hmm. So they took out all those, replaced them with the new color. But what happened was, all the new moths of the new color, their wings didn't form right. Mm. It's like, oh, well, that sequence is also tied to wing formation, and we just didn't realize that. So it's like, all of your DNA is very interconnected. Butterfly so effect? Right. Moth effect? <laughs> That's really good. So it's about finding it, and then <laughs> <laughs> about finding Jab, all of the different job. connections Jab and everybody. modifying all of them. So we're still at the very early stage where we don't really understand all of those interconnects. But in theory, yes. And I've heard stories about how they want to start using the technology in embryos to allow parents to select Shoes. eye color, hair color, uh, and other physical traits for... It's like a video game, then. It's scary, because then, if you start doing that, you're... Why would you need to do it with an embryo, though? It just seems like you would just do that at any point in your life. Less cells, less DNA. Like, it's a, it's it's your starting place. Got it. You're starting with less... The, you're starting with the stem cells that then create everything else. Wouldn't it be cool if you did that, though? It went from brown to blue, and your eyes slowly clouded over in blue over the course of, like, two months, and then were blue at the end of two months. Like, That'd braces, but for your eyes. <laughs> But I mean, then you're you're fucking with. Uh, <coughs> you're playing with, God. With genetic selection. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because like we have a certain degree of diversity in our DNA, you know, to ensure survivability. It's just same thing with same thing with bananas. I've I've been on bananas lately quite a bit. Like all bananas. Guess it's bananas for bananas. Are probably going to be extinct in the next ten years. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah bananas are gone. Oh. You, you, and eat all the bananas you can now because. What's Donkey Kong? Right now, all bananas are. All banana trees are clones of the same banana plant. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why bananas don't have seeds. Ah. They're cloned, and right now there is a fungus called Tropical Race 4 that's affecting all banana plants. So yeah. it infects them, kills them, and then makes the ground where they can't make plant bananas there again. Shut. The podcast answers, uh, Jeremiah took this on, this topic. I guess you mm -hmm. brought it up before, and he had a really great explanation of the whole epidemic. And it's happened before. We brought it up before because of the... Right. Cavendish bananas? Well, Cavendish is the current banana. What's well, Big Mike? Uh, I don't remember what the old ones were called. The old ones. The yeah. one, you know, you notice how banana flavored, this is where we retread here of the mm -hmm. topic before. Banana flavoring in candy doesn't taste anything like Garbage. bananas mm -hmm. because it tastes like what bananas used, used to, taste to taste like. like. Yeah. But those are all gone. And everyone who's eaten the old bananas says that the bananas we have now are garbage compared to the old bananas. That the old bananas were really good and now currently bananas, they suck. There's no way I can remember that. Right. That, it was before any of our time. Oh, okay. So it's going to happen again and now. Eventually, in a, probably in our lifetimes, bananas are going to be replaced again. We're going to have a different banana that we're all going to have to eat. Strange. Yeah, Big Mike Bananas. Gros Michel is the actual name of the banana, mm. which is French for Big Mike. But uh, the, and the reason you were talking about... Fat Mike, I think, actually. <coughs> Fat Mike, I got to uh, let you know. There was a, a breakthrough recently where they, they think that they can um, remove AIDS using CRISPR technique. Yep. It's pretty and cool. The, the, if you saw headlines that said, the life expectancy for someone with HIV is now the same as someone without it, it's because of oh. this. This is the latest development in HIV treatment. I saw a bus driving by, like on my way to work the other day, and it said something about an HIV preventative. I wonder if that's connected or oh, something. No, it's not. So I saw <laughs> a, a billboard about it. I actually took a photo of it because I thought it was really cool. Is it cool. a condom? No, it's uh, 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 let me, let, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak. So let me find the the photo of the billboard. They've had that for a while though. You can take antivirals uh -huh. like very quickly and fight it off, but it's awful. I knew a guy. This is sound weird. I knew a guy who got stabbed in prison 
or not, that's not the right way to say that. He got stabbed in a prison. Okay. And shivved? Yes. And that the common thing that's done is if a prisoner stabs you, is that they will blood. taint it with blood. And so the prisoner, of course, didn't refuse to be tested. And so, or tell them where the blood came from or anything like that. So he, he had to go through these antiviral treatments and apparently they were fucking horrible. Like painful? Yes. I'm oh. working from memory here again, but I think they had to give him a shot in his hip bone. <laughs> you are correct. I've that heard is, that story as well. That is correct. Have yeah. you all ever had spinal taps? No. No, my ex did though. I had one when I was like four and I will never why? forget it. Okay, can I, ask? I thought I had meningitis. Yeah, that's what. That's yeah. why my ex had it. That was an Eagle Pass in the hospital. There. If you have a oh super- god, I'm so sorry. That's even worse yeah. than. If you have a super bad headache, I'm not going to try to advise you to not get medical help. But if you have a super bad headache and you go to an emergency room, you just tell them you're having the worst headache of your life. That's a very specific symptom that they yep. will then give you a spinal tap, like a mm. stiff neck too, right? Yeah. If you have, say, I'm having literally the worst headache of my life, they will immediately gravitate towards meningitis. So this is the the billboard I saw. It's actually really close to the studio. It's over there, like at airport and 38th, I think. Mm-hmm. It says. Get the pill that prevents HIV. Yeah, I saw that the other day too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like I just thought it's it was cyanide. I, like, I, I, I took a photo of it and I was like, wow, that's really weird. Like I thought back to like when I was growing up and when I was younger and nobody understood what it was. It's like, oh, you know, it's, it's this crazy epidemic and to kill everyone. It's like now I'm driving. Like I, that's like I live in the future. I'm driving by a billboard that's like get the, the pill that prevents it. Yeah. So, by the way, I used to work when I was in college. I worked at the Student Health Center and I worked in basically sexual public self sex health education and i would that's a terrible billboard because it's amazing how little people know about <laughs> sexual health and that billboard is potentially damaging cuz someone will read that billboard and go the pill prevents hiv okay that's <laughs> that's cuz they used the word the pill and so mm. if you have that on the billboard that's a that's a terrible billboard especially mm. depending on where you put it that's a really bad idea to have mm. that cuz the pill is obviously not Great protection against HIV. It's probably the worst method of birth control to prevent against HIV. Sorry, sorry to go like super info wars, but that CRISPR thing sounds like the beginning of a movie where it's like a zombie outbreak. Yeah, like I am oh, Legend. Yeah. Kind of like that's how I am yeah. Legend starts. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Uh, she had such a small part in the movie. Emma. Who's the famous Emma? Emma Thompson, the older actress. She's the scientist that cures cancer, and then everyone turns into the I am Legend stuff. Mm. Empires. <laughs> yeah, that's, Thompson, it, right? it, it, it's, it's, it's scary stuff to think about. Like, you think you see, like, a new technology, and you're like, oh, yeah. what's, what's the worst possible outcome from this? Yeah. It's always apocalypse. Think, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, what current day is something that, like, what's... Is Zika? Is that, like, the current, like... People a big threat kind of, south of the equator. But right? It's still a big deal. If everyone had blue eyes... Mm-hmm. Becca, you're a lady. If everyone had blue eyes, wouldn't brown eyes become more attractive? Potentially. I feel like over time, right? Like yeah. everyone gets blue eyes, then there's less brown eyes, and then all those people forget, and then it goes back and forth. It's been my experience talking to women because it's always hard to figure out what the hell women use for that gauge of attraction. It's always like the, I always go back to the one comment I heard that was the most ridiculous comment where she's like, "Oh, that guy's so hot, he looks like he could change a tire." I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck does that mean?" Hey, lady, that is so unquantifiable. <laughs> I can change a tire <laughs> as he drops. The it's olive. too bad you missed Gus dropping his olive while he was hitting on people. Do you want these olives back? Yeah. Yeah, they're all yours. Thanks. Uh, guys tend to be attracted to it like a type. They they tend to have a type, and they go for that type. But more so with women, they'll they'll meet a guy and they like him because he's completely different. Like he's from Italy or something like that. Accents especially drive women crazy, in particular. I 
think accents go for dudes too. They work. Yeah. They work for guys too. <laughs> they work for guys too. But I think they work a lot better on women than dudes. I think I was talking to my mom, and she told me that I don't have a type. She was like evaluating all the girls that I've dated, and all of them have been like vastly yeah. different from one another. Yep. And I think that that's the case. Like I don't know if I actually have a type. Just the type yeah. is that they all disappoint her. <laughs> no, my mom loves <laughs> Solana. Uh, oh, but Chris, I always my give type Chris is a hard positive. Time. Because I'm a serial killer. That was like two callbacks. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. It's good. Uh, I tell Chris all the time that I know exactly what his type is because there's a feature on Instagram where it's like you can see the activity that your friends are doing. Mm. And every time I'll see Chris Damaris liked photos. Wait, then... wait, wait. What? Manic Pixie Dream Girl. You said there's a social thing on Tinder where you can see what other what? people are doing? Instagram. No, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sorry. You can yeah. see what people, like what people are interacting, how they commented or like what they said and stuff like that. And Chris, every time has like a million dark-haired, exotic-looking women. He's liked photos from like 20 different accounts. It really bothers me to see how thirsty my dude friends are. Right? I know. Oh, it's like, keep it, <laughs> keep it down a little. There's, there's, it's there's really though, Instagram, thirsty. it's kind of like the lame version of Twitter, really, isn't it? What, it's Instagram? Like, it's like the pa passive-aggressive version of Twitter. It's kind of like a watered-down version Watered of Twitter. But yeah. I think that that makes it more accessible, and that's why it has more people. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Dude, they're thirsty. That's a good point. <laughs> It's a numbers game, Becca. They gotta try. These guys, they gotta try. Can't hit a home run if you don't swing the bat. That's, Chris is I'm not gonna meet a girl on Instagram. <laughs> uh, he actually did, and they kind of dated briefly. Oh, boy. Kind of dated briefly. There well, you go. He's not gonna meet a wife on well, Instagram. I don't, don't want to get too far into Chris's <laughs> Can he donate blood now, after this girl? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So. He doesn't weigh 110 pounds, though. So. <laughs> yeah, he's like 100 pounds. Speaking it couldn't have been that exciting. Speaking of social media, I had a... Uh, an annoyance with Snapchat because I guess they had a, a Fuck Snapchat. they had a, an app update mm -hmm. and now they put your Bitmoji on your snap like on your snap code like they force it yeah like it's just there now I don't have a Bitmoji, I don't have a Bitmoji. I'm never gonna fuck with a Bitmoji. What's a Bitmoji I'm not gonna install the Bitmoji app I'm not gonna do it oh it's like those the little cartoon strip fucking, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Where you're like you're dabbing I or whatever feel like I made the right call by staying away from Instagram and Snapchat until one of them got kind of figured out which one was going to make it. And I really think the Instagram, because there's for, so many. For a long time, it seemed like it was Snapchat. It but did. it seems like Instagram is eating their lunch now. Well, okay. Also, Instagram can copy everything they do in its Instagram time. has a long way to go with the filters. Mm -hmm. The face filters suck. They're derivative. Snapchat, like, that's the thing that keeps me coming back every day. They change up the filters. Mm. And they're really well done. Like, they're very realistic. Here's where I agree with you and disagree with you at the same time. You are 100% correct. The face filters are way better on Snapchat. It's what I hate about Snapchat. I, <laughs> I, hate the, I hate the face filters. I just hate it. I do it with my kids, but we don't record anything. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, I stopped watching people's stories on Snapchat because it's just them in a different selfie, filter. Selfie, selfie, selfie. Or just in a different filter every day. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and some people do some fun like stuff. And all yeah. that shit. Some people do fun stuff. Like, you know Holly uh, from the community? She uh, she's been to like RTX a bunch of different okay. times. She I follow her on Snapchat and she does like the filters, especially with the voice changes. And then she does like super aggressive Pulp Fiction quotes in the mouse <laughs> voice and stuff like that. It's really funny. I had a badge notification stuck on my uh, Instagram app, and it drove me so crazy that I just deleted the app. Oh, I had to do a purge. I, I would delete it for a badge. Mm -hmm. You mean a little red number? Would yeah. not go away. Yeah, no. I, I don't do understand it. people who can use their phone and have like. Unread notifications. The other day, I saw that Ezra crazy. had 67,000 unread emails yeah. on his phone. Matt's the same way. Matt's inbox is just one long chain going back to the history of when he had email. And I just, I would, I couldn't stand it if it, it was like that. I'm an inbox have... zero kind of gal. <laughs> what do you have? 
9,000 emails. 9,000 emails. I have 56 missed phone calls. Just open the phone app. Just Can't even do it. I have two emails right now. <laughs> and they're unread because I haven't like addressed them yet because I haven't really like, started working and and I all like I always know how many emails yeah. I have on my phone. I'm at three right yeah. now. I try to keep it like single digit and like yeah. try three to work through unread emails. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I probably have like thirteen because it's like I have, early in the day. I have I have a couple of different email management software programs that come in and help me manage the workflow. Like there's one that sits there. It's so hot. And using like heuristics, it can kind of figure out whether how important email is. What's a heuristic? Like a like a learning algorithm. It figures out what's important to me and what's not, and then it'll put stuff <laughs> nothing is important into my <laughs> inbox, and then other stuff into like a separate box. And then once a day, it's like here's the less important stuff you may have missed. Hmm. And they're okay. like, okay, then I'll scan through it. Like, oh no, this was actually important, That's or cool. like these I don't need to know about. You can tell it, hey, this is. Important. And then it's learning more all the time. Like this was actually important. This was not important. And it just kind of like learns about how you, who you interact with, and how you interact. So with Blaine them. emails are like top priority. I anyone shouldn't say this. Do it. Do no, it, do, it. do it. Absolutely, do it. Don't think. Anyone who emails me from within the company automatically gets. Like I can see them right away. There's okay. no, there's like they they bypass my filter. Okay, it's like I see your email. Why were you like hesitant to say that? I don't because know. You don't want people in the company mailing you. I don't know if then people outside the company can spoof uh, a company email. Well, now address. they've said it. I don't think it's that easy it. to do anymore. I remember. Oh no, it's still super easy. Like I remember sending emails from fake email addresses to people and trolling them yeah. all the time. No, that's I don't want to encourage that. I hate when people <laughs> find my email and then it's like oh, shit. Probably shouldn't talk about that. Yeah, it's uh, good that you brought it up, though. Do you guys have uh, uh, reminders in your phone or something that happen occur every week or every day? Or am um, I the only really one? need to watch my last vlog. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's, it's tailor made for you. It's all about tilt shift, and then I, I went through a whole thing from my last vlog about motivation mm -hmm. and how do you stay motivated. And I was talking about inspiration and how when people talk about staying inspired and working on things and staying busy and being creative. That or fitness or whatever that they always attribute that to motivation, and I got to stay motivated. And and I was talking about my personal philosophy, which is I don't believe in motivation because motivation is the emotional component of inspiration. You got to wait for it to come to you. The trick is how do you do it when you're not motivated? Like how do you always continue to work? And that's through discipline. And you're one of the most disciplined people I know. Like you sit there and track everything that you eat. You know, if you if Blaine will be like, I haven't been into the gym in. 36 hours or something like that. Like, you know when the last time you're in the gym, you got to get back into the gym for that kind of thing. Do you ever go 36 hours without going to the gym? Uh, yeah, I'll have rest days. That's 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 running a little long. I might be sick or something, if yeah. that's the case. And then, but to answer your question, yeah, I use a program called Todoist, mm -hmm. which is a to-do list. Mm -hmm. I'm a to-do list junkie. To-do lists are great. Yeah, and this Todoist, you can just say, add this to my to-do list every day. Add this every Thursday. Add this every third day. Is this an app? It's an app. Does it do Amazon Echo? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. I'm going to check that out. That's they awesome. recently made some updates to it. Like it, it's cross-platform. It goes to your desktop and mm -hmm. everything else. So you can just update it wherever you want to. Can't you do reminders on your phone? I do reminders three uh, every day at three p.m. It says take creatine, and then on Sundays it says floss. <laughs> <laughs> I use the. I think the only recurring thing that I really use on my phone, aside from a calendar, obviously, is like uh, the bedtime. I use that. Okay, so I, few people use that, and I because love it. it's it's fucking bullshit, and what? it screwed me over. It made me late for uh, work. I think in a shoot, 
several like I've, why? I why I don't know I don't I I and I don't want to bother like this figuring is like it the out. Seinfeld episode yeah. where there are all the different ways an it's, alarm clock can go it's wrong. It's the best way to wake up. It's way better than yeah. the old alarm. Like the way it slowly starts at a low volume and then you kind of like slowly come out of sleep instead of just being jarred and scared. It somehow fucked me over. Twice I gave it a chance or three times and and I don't trust it anymore. So I use bedtime and a regular alarm. Bedtime is ten minutes before my. Get out of bed right. alarm. So like I ease in and then I can like kind of snooze I a little bit. I think what had happened was like one of them overtook the other one because I, I also did that. I did a backup alarm of safety and they both like canceled each other out uh, or something. What's your alarm strategy, Bernie? Um, I'm trying to pull up my to-do list here thing to show Blaine. Uh, Evan, who works with us, actually I think has one of the best strategies ever. Uh, a problem I'm cur- currently trying to solve in my life is how quickly I pick up and check social media. Uh, just like rotate through it, bang, 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 you know? And it's just like, I, it's such a waste of time. Not even contributing, just reading stuff. Yeah. And uh, like the only thing I find really valuable is people communicating at, at me on Twitter. I check almost all of those. I got really furious because I realized the other day, Twitter is now no longer showing me yeah. all of my mentions. That's why he's Tweetbot. Because the Twitter app is garbage. Yeah, it's infuriating. Mm-hmm. I went to Tweetbot and I'm like, oh, there's like... It's like, I, I thought no one's mentioned me. This sounds so arrogant. No one's mentioned me. No one's added me, messaged me in like an hour. And that's weird that on Twitter that it would be over an hour between someone mm-hmm. messaging at me. And so then I went on Tweetbot. And yeah, I had five in the last hour that I just didn't see because Twitter wasn't showing to me. And then I saw in, in subsequent hours or previous hours, I saw that there were other mentions that didn't. So it wasn't just like a timing thing. It just they weren't going to show it to me. The only thing I use the Twitter app on iOS for is either posting a poll or using the integrated GIF function in it. Dude, I always feel like when I go to post a, a GIF, I pause every time I say it now, when I go to uh, post a GIF, it's a crapshoot of whether or not it's going to have motion in it or not by the time it gets to Twitter. Like, I can copy it from Google Image Search. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's oh, tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I have to now use that integrated thing. But in answer to your question, alarm strategy, uh, one of the things I want to adopt is what Evan Bregman does is he does not allow... Uh, screens in his bedroom like the phones stay outside the bedroom they charge in the living room so then they wake up with normal alarm clocks and then get up and go find their phones so you can't have your phone in bed I'm an adult and I can just put my phone down that well that's true for a period of time I would charge my phone phone in your bedroom across don't use it so I had to get out of bed to turn off my alarm yeah they used to have those alarm clocks that would like run away from you yeah that's awesome fuck those things just uh, stand up. That's just get out of bed. I, I'm a horrible. I'm, I'm gonna argue in, the morning. in my favor. In my case, to have my phone by my bed because being in a distance relationship, if something does happen and I need to like contact Alana or she needs to contact me, because like you know sometimes like there's a two hour time difference between us in San Francisco. So if she's out and I go to sleep before she gets back home, I want to know like okay she got home safe. You know, like, like she she messages you and. 2 a.m. and it's like, I found somebody better. That kind of thing? That kind of thing. Yeah, Emergencies. Yeah, thing. Emergencies. <laughs> uh, here, let me read this thing here. Read that thing. There's no one better than you, boy. Oh, thanks. Want to remind everyone, this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by The Mummy. The Mummy Zero Gravity VR was a big success during this year's South by Southwest. Now it's available at 30 Rock. It's open to the public now through June 11th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily. Enter off the plaza on 49th Street side. The experience features all kinds of props from the film and there's a photo op with the sarcophagus. Make sure to check out the Mummy Zero Gravity VR experience now at 30 Rock. And if you want to know what that's like, we actually filmed a RT Life. Or Michael and I filmed an RT Life uh, during South by Southwest where we got a chance to check it out. It was a really cool use of VR, really cool way to see behind the scenes and how they film you know, a scene like this that was you know, probably the most 
iconic scene in the trailer where people are, uh, where they actually do impractical effects where they um, use the Vomit Comet. Comet. Yeah, and they film <laughs> everyone in zero G. It's a really cool experience. Re you really should check it out if you're in New York and you have a chance to check out 30 Rock, go uh, check out the Mummy uh, Zero Gravity VR experience. Cool. It's fun. Um, not talking about the mummy, talking about something different. Uh, I saw a, rid a ridiculous headline this morning that I had, I saw it, I was like, this is totally podcast talk. And I'm gonna bring it up right here. The headline, it's on New York Daily News. <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> the headline, I'm just gonna read the headline. <laughs> he just reads it to himself. Black man receives white penis transplant. Go ahead. <laughs> plans to tattoo it to match his skin color. Oh. Jeez. That's awesome they can do a penis transplant. That's awesome. Apparently it's the second one. This team has done one once before. Um, and so it sounds like the, the headline's kind of misleading. It makes it sound like a mistake, but no, that this was a mistake. That's what they plan to do. This is dick donor. Um, apparently there's a problem in... It didn't sound like a mistake to me. <laughs> there's a problem in South Africa where... Well, let me just read the first, the first sentence well, for now from the article. Well, they just have a surplus of white penises. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. A 40-year-old black man received a penis transplant from a white donor 17 years after he lost his own penis in a routine circumcision. Whoa! Oh. I think that's a misuse of the word routine. routine. I agree with you. Yeah. I, routine is not what I would use to describe that particular circumcision. Apparently, South Africa has a problem with uh, circumcisions gone wrong. And they have a very high number of penis amputations or partial amputations every year. Fucking bummer. My God. And uh, well, so I guess... That's why this like this team of South African doctors now have like pioneered this penis transplant technology. Uh, it seems constant. like you're focusing on the wrong yeah. technology. This is a preventative <laughs> case. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> one, you don't have to do it. Two, why the fuck is it getting fucked up so frequently if, if you are doing it? And this guy was getting circumcised at 23. Uh, ow. Like, it's just a really, really bizarre story. Uh, and they said that the other guy, you know, they did it once before, and I think in December of 2014, that. You know, that went successfully, and the guy was able to uh, regain urinary and sexual functions with his penis. Like, it healed fine, but it's like, I can't imagine having to live through that. And then for this guy, going through medical tattooing of the On penis. On your dick. Yeah, mm. so that I just wouldn't do that. You. I think that, at least you get laid a lot more if you're like, oh, by the way, yeah. I'm black, but my penis is white. <laughs> I, would you, Get that vanilla dip. <laughs> I get what you're going for. Don't go there. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying it's just like if, if you had anything interesting that someone couldn't see, I feel like that's like the dude on Reddit with two dicks. Or it's yeah. like, oh uh, yeah, it's like you could uh, potentially have like a porn career, right? It's like uh, yeah. an unusual thing that nobody's not, nobody's yeah. seen before. Frank and Dick. It's got the stitches <laughs> and little metal rods sticking out. Because people be like, "There's no way." That's true. I yeah. really do. I really yeah. do. Mm -hmm. That's like saying. A lot of people are dying from car accidents, so we're going to pad the streets with pillows instead of putting seatbelts in. It's like, just solve the circumstances. Actually, we kind of do that a lot, you know? Yeah. I mean, the with the big event that happened in uh, Manchester, not to bring this conversation down, I'm sure we're going to see very specific reactions of security measures to that event, to that specific event. Like, remember when the one guy went on the uh, plane with a bomb in his shoe now we all take our shoes off for the rest of time when mm -hmm. we go through. Yeah, let's be real. We all have pre-check. <laughs> we all pre-check, yeah. but you don't, you don't oh, do I it. I do too now. But, oh, so fucking sorry. but the thing where we all have to take off our shoes now, it's like then some guy's going to bring a bomb and a watch, and no one will be able to bring their watch Watches. on a plane. Well, you're not, we're starting to get there with like, never, the electronics ban yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. 
They well, never do what they did before, but we always react like they're going to, oh, now they're doing the shoe thing, and they're going to do it all the time. Yeah, they did it once. Yeah, they did yeah. it once, and now we're all taking off our shoes forever. What's the electronic ban? Uh, well, there was a, a limited laptop ban from certain uh, like Middle Eastern countries going, I think, to the UK and to the US. Uh -huh. And there's been talk about that potentially expanding to all international flights coming into the US where your electronics cannot go into the cabin with you. Fuck. Oh, God, that's going to be so boring. You don't want the electronics in the in the um, cargo hold, though. I mean, it's like... I assume that those go through additional screening, like another secondary What I'm saying process. is there's problems that can happen with electronics where it's better to have a person there. Oh, right. You know, that can just naturally happen with electronics. Yeah. It's better to have a what person What if your Samsung phone caught on fire in the, in cargo, the cargo hold? hold. Well, I think yeah. they're, they're more targeting malicious use. Do they have fire suppression in cargo holds yet? Do they have fire? I believe I there's know. limited fire suppression. In it had to be pretty yeah. limited. They're not going to haul around a bunch of water, I guess, halon canisters or something like that. Yeah. You think they could just, I mean, yeah. depressurize it? Yeah. yeah. And then just, uh, the, the, that's what it do would vent all the oxygen. I know they're not in space, <laughs> but, uh, they're still, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's still so little oxygen at that altitude that you yeah. think it'd be all right. Plus, that air is super cold. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> just put out the fire. Cold, fi cold just, kills fire. It kills right fire. Away. It's yeah. anti-fire. It's cold. But then I cool. worry if like I don't know if there's like animals or if there's like a separate. I don't. I have no oh. idea how oh, yeah. dogs flying down. How yeah, transporting there are animal, animals down animals there. Go. I think they just stick them in there. That's why they always die. That's why I would never take Hell no. my pets no. with me on a trip. I was talking to Andre. He's uh, our guy that works in like he does visual effects and stuff for live action. Um, and he transported two cats from Canada, and I was like, that must have been a fucking hell process to get those cats down here. You ever taken a cat it in a car? Yeah, it's awful. But in an airplane, though, they they hate cats. Hate everything, and yeah. they hate being in cars. I'm well, sure like, they can acclimate at some point if you take them in enough cars. But going to the vet, or I'd have to bring Joe to the office every now and then. Do they just like get on? Does he like get on your shoulders? They oh. pant. Yeah. No, the worst what? thing they can do sometimes is uh, they'll get at your feet and lean on the pedals. Oh. And then like, <laughs> get out of there. So you got to get a carrier, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a carrier for Joe, yeah. and then he howls in it the entire time. So Aww. one of my best friends from from Texas. Moved to Hungary, lived there for like eight years. So she moved from Texas to Hungary with her two dogs. One of them was a pretty big dog, had to be in the cargo hold. The, One of them's a dachshund. Sorry, I don't mean to sidetrack you here. Hmm. You're about to. What are, are there no rules for taking an animal out for, to another country? Yeah, it depends on the intaking country. Okay. So a lot of countries have a, a quarantine period. Like Australia, okay. I think, yeah. Yeah, Australia is a really strict one. And Hawaii actually has a pretty restrictive one, too, just because it's like so, yeah. so insulated. New Zealand does, too. Um, okay, sorry. I'm just, just curious. But yeah, so I think, yeah, it was like two weeks. They had to like sit in the kennel just for observation. Oh. Um, so they lived in Hungary for like, I don't know, six years. And so at this point, these dogs are like insanely old. Hmm. And she just moved back to the States. Actually, she moved to Ireland for a little bit. And now she's back in the States. So she has traveled all over the country with these dogs. All over the world. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, all over the world. Yeah, and one of them was like 15 years old. Damn. Yeah. How is he holding up? She's all right. Like, she made it. Must be some chill-ass dogs. I know. Yeah. Ashley yeah. took a cat to and from Australia and had to put it in quarantine for a month every time when she moved down there. Yeah. That's Have crazy. you woken up and that cat's just like trying to like slit her throat? I would be so lonely. I would be so sad. if I would be there every day. I would drive the kennel place crazy. Just like, I'm just going to hang out here all day. Can yeah. you do that? You yeah, you can visit, yeah. That's yeah. a lot of dedication. It's a lot of time to invest, and that's a lot of stress to put an animal through. Yeah. You know, to take them like that. Yeah, I've ne I've, I would never take my pet on a plane or anywhere. And it's weird. Like, I see, I think uh, last year I was in the Houston airport. Mm -hmm. and I think I took a photo of it. I should see if I can find it. Where there was, like, the restroom. There was, like, the men's room, the women's room. And there was, like, a pet restroom. There was, an, there was a sign 
for like a pet restroom in the airport. Nice. I saw one of those in Seattle. Um, it's just like a little balcony where dogs can go out and pee. Like that's so smart because in Austin you have to leave security right. and come back there. This- you, you know what's a cool thing that I've noticed about bathrooms is I've been in more and more places. I was just in Brooklyn this last weekend. I was in this hotel and their their lobby bathroom was unisex. unisex. And more and more unisex stuff, which is kind of neat to begin with. But I think a really cool uh, effect of having a unisex bathrooms is the bathrooms stay way cleaner. Are they, are they one-holers? Or is it like stalls? It's stalls. Went, so it's like a room that has the sinks and then stalls with full doors, basically. Mm. Like door, floor-to-ceiling you know, doors yeah. on them. Um, and there's a whole row of those. There's like eight or ten of those. Which is awesome because then there's also way more. You have to worry about like when you know you're at a stadium and the oh, right. line for the one line's really long. Yeah, it's super duper. From long. my experience, men's and women's bathrooms are equally filthy. It's just the urine is in different places. Yeah. <laughs> men's bathrooms, it's on the floor. Women's bathrooms, it's all over the toilet. It's all over the seat. Yeah. Yep. I was sure. having a conversation with Alana because I went to a place and I was like, oh, they had this guy cut in front of me. To go to the bathroom, I was like, shit, I'm going to have to wait for that guy. But then they had unisex bathrooms. I was like, oh, score. I can just go to the other bathroom. And then I started talking to her. And I wonder, do you think in like 15 years, they're going to have like that joke? Some kid's going to be watching a movie where there's going to be the joke where the guy goes into the girl's bathroom on accident. And that's going to be like an antiquated joke. Yeah. I oh, yeah. Saying. Absolutely. I get what you're saying. Like people are going to be like, what, what is, I don't even understand. Like how we're like, oh, you used to, why is there no smoking sign in this classroom? That's absurd. Yeah, like, yeah. What's the thing that you think of for that the most? Like something that has been lost to time and no longer makes sense as a joke phone or as a bo- moment. Phone booth is a big one. Phone booth is a good one. Superman changing the phone booth. Anything that has to do with phone booths is, yeah, out of date. The know. big vaudeville hook coming from off, <laughs> off stage. <laughs> That's still funny. I always think about the movie Poltergeist. Mm. They would talk to the ghosts after they played the national anthem and the, the television station went off the air mm. and went to static. <laughs> and people like and people today would be like, what is that? It's what not even that? off the air, but it's also static's gone. Yeah. There's no static anymore. It's blue. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's sort of in the same vein, but I feel like horror movies as a, a genre are really screwed over by technology. Because for a long time, it could be like you're stranded in the middle of nowhere and have no way to call for help. Yeah. But now cell phones are so ubiquitous that, you know, there's that. So you have to almost build into the plot a, a rationale. Sure, like, why the phone even, doesn't even work. Even Seinfeld's been kind of ruined by that. Yeah. Like a lot of Seinfeld plots are like, oh, if they could just, just had a cell phone or could just yeah. call someone, this would be, like, be solved. The episode where they're waiting for the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Like, I think that's yeah. why they're doing a lot of like period pieces. Like not not only was the 80s like a cool period, but it also like cell phones weren't as common. So right. I think that that's why like some horror movies are like, yeah, it was, you know, it was back in the 80s before cell phone. Well, I think even some films for a while try to embrace the cell phone side of things. Like, there was that, um, I think it was a Korean horror film that I think there was a US version called One Missed Call. Mm-hmm. It was like a horror film that centered around, uh, yeah, like around cell phones and around like missing a call that, um, it was kind of like The Ring, where it's like there's this phone call and then you're going to die if you hear it and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I kind of hate that if you ever watch a modern horror movie or, or anything like I watched, uh, God, what was that movie called? You're Next. Mm-hmm. Pretty shit. I didn't like it, but uh, I, like I thought it was terrible. The, the the one that the director made after that was good, though. The guest, anyways, uh, that was like one of the first things they addressed. As soon as the the shit started hitting the fan, they're like, "Oh, my phone reception's gone." Mm-hmm. And I hate that we have to like check that box off for any sort of horror movie. And not to shit on us, but like <laughs> we had to do it in day five. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like that. Oh, everyone's dead. Cell phone towers died. Died. Eventually, no one's there to maintain them. Yeah. Reboot so. whatever. Yeah. Fucking technology, making writing harder. Yeah, should be ashamed. Yeah, it's uh, but I'm sure we'll find there'll be, there'll be something new, right? There's always like 
It's always cyclical. something always new. Be something different that pops up, and we'll, that's that'll be the new thing that we focus on. Um, so changing the subject a little bit, Texas Monthly had their annual best barbecue in Texas list. Uh, Texas Monthly is that his magazine? <laughs> and, best barbecue in Texas was it in Austin? Was all the Texas number one? Not it has been Franklin for a while. Not Franklin anymore. Ooh. Go for it. Uh, Coopers. It, no. Number one is Snows. Never even heard it's of it. It's in Lexington. Where's that? Lexington, Texas. Lex- I don't know where this is. I'm just going to look it up. Right. I, look at, I, look at I bet it's in I like East I Texas. Played I don't paintball know. in Lexington, uh, Texas. So Texas. Franklin is now number two for Best Barbecue, and Snows has popped up to number Dude, one. I just looked up Lexington, Texas on uh, Google, and it has a little, you know how some, on the little side panel it has information about the city? Mm. had like a map of it, and it showed the little county where Lexington's in, and it, the only thing of note on there was Snow's Barbecue. <laughs> like, you can see, look at that, Snow's Barbecue for the wow. entire city, the default view of Lexington, Texas. Where is that in relation to Austin? Uh, I will look that up for you right now. I am so, zoom, Coop, zoom, Cooper's zoom, is zoom, on zoom, zoom, the, zoom. the top 50 list, mm-hmm. but they only rank the top 10. Oh, it's not far at all. It's between here and College Station. Oh. oh, that's it's know, a little bit hard to get to, minutes. but it's it's Is it off two ninety. Yeah, you'd have to go two ninety, and then like you can't, you should be able to just cut across there, but you had to kind of go around to get to that, I guess. So, yeah. what's uh? I'll go. I'll go. According go. to Google, it's yeah, a yeah. fifty-three minute drive from our office. Fuck that. Let's go this weekend. <laughs> what's right uh? What's the best barbecue in Austin Smitty's. aside from Franklin's? You've been to uh, Lockhart. I, I'm, I'm like actually trying to like Micklewaite. Keep okay. Is it Micklewaite? No, Micklewaite. Micklethwaite. Micklethwaite. Tom is an old friend. It's Micklethwaite. 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 I'll check it out. Craft meats. <laughs> I just like brisket a whole lot. They're quite good brisket. Uh, I think the best thing about Micklethwaite is uh, their sides. I think a lot of barbecue places. It's 100% Micklethwaite. Yeah. Micklethwaite. I've never a, been. A lot of places skimp. A lot of barbecue places focus on the meat and uh, skimp on the sides. But I think the sides are really good there. Ooh, sides is important. You recognize it's spelled with a th though. Yeah, I'm gonna ignore that. Okay. You're saying Micklethwaite? No, Micklethwaite. Okay. What's, I think my only exposure to, is it Salt Lick is in the airport? Still 100% yeah. lifetime, but not being wrong, Gus. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> good. Way to keep, the streak, <laughs> keep the streak alive. Yeah, uh, like Salt Lick is one of the most overrated places. Like, it's kind of a tourist trap, I feel. Yeah, yeah you People there, come, like, they it, go out to Dripping or wherever the hell it it's, is. They have like the family style stuff where it's like all you can eat and you take out of town visitors. I felt yeah. like that for a long time for Salt Lake. And then I went there with, I think Ed Robertson was in town and we, we went there because he really wanted to go there. And it was fantastic. Yeah. It was, it was just, I was like, why well, don't, I used to live right next to uh, Salt Lake, like a mile away from Salt Lake mm-hmm. where we first uh, were working on Red versus Blue. And uh, I got so sick of it because the only place to eat out there was Salt Lake. And everyone's like, oh, you're so lucky. It's like, no, I can only eat so much yeah. Salt Lake. Salt Lake is not on the top 50 list. Yeah. yeah. It's good, though. You know what else is good in Austin? Good place to go. Rudy's. Tell you a place to go. Rudy's is always good. Rudy's is underrated. I like their sauce. Yeah. Rudy's is massively underrated. Only because it's so easy to eat there. Everywhere else, it's like you got to jump through hoops just to eat barbecue. Yeah. Uh, there's a place called Style Switch up oh, on the market. Style Switch. So good. It's garbage. It's garbage. No. No, no you're it's wrong. Delicious. I guess I did drink, I ate there when I was hungover, but man, Dude, I Why would that make it, it better if you're hungover? A lot of the time you're like, oh, like Taco Bell is amazing when you're hungover. It's amazing. Insane. No. We, we did an immersion about this. Food is terrible when you're hungover. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. my favorite really? hangover food. Yeah. I, I had to like, just force something down when I'm hungover. It makes me feel better when I'm done, but I wouldn't say I enjoy the act of the food itself. Style Switch is more. on the top 50. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Is Micklewaite? Mickle is number eight. Oh, oh good. Wow. Yeah. Oh. 
I've heard you say oh, lots of good things about it. Corkscrew Barbecue. Bodacious. Bodacious. Tejas Chocolate Craftery. That sounds like a hipster place if, in East Austin. If you're coming to RTX in Austin this July, that's a handy list for you to check out yeah. and eat some barbecue when you're in town. <laughs> we actually, I actually have a vlog that we want to do uh, before RTX, um, which is we did this thing where we went to the barbecue tour down mm -hmm. in Lockhart, and that was a fun one, and people liked that, where we went to three different barbecue places. And after the second one, I predicted some people were going to be like, I'm not going to the third place. Sure enough, that happened. I thought that was funny. And I thought, why don't we just do that in Austin? Like, we go to every incredible restaurant in Austin, mm -hmm. like Gordo's and Mickle, Wait, Home Slice, <laughs> Franklin's, Home Slice. Go to all those places, go all in one day. And it's just, like, one after the other. Bang, 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 uh, bang. Isn't that from and, Louis? And the bang, bang? see who could fall off. Yeah, the bang, bang. But, like, this would be, like, an all-day thing. This would be, like, a <laughs> Hobbit-like breakfast. We get breakfast tacos from Torchy's. Oh man! You know, then we go, we just go through all the different places. Or you Adam can get Mel's breakfast tacos from somewhere. Get some good. ramen from ramen. Tatsu. I feel like Adam Mel's did that once. Like he ended the night at Fogo de Chao, but the, you know, uh -huh. all the day before he was like going to Home Slice, going to like. You know, oh yeah, I think he did like a massive cheat day or something like that. I think yeah. you're right. I think you did do that. Would you guys be in? You want to do it? I would totally be down. Yeah, I do. I can I can put away some food if it's on a Saturday or a Sunday because weekends are a little bit more be, loose. And it's your cheat day, Sunday. Yeah. yeah, Sunday's my cheat day. Yeah, I've actually got a nice system now where I switch out. One week I'll do Home Slice on Sunday, and then the next week I'll do Via 313, and then I'll go back to Home Slice. And just to be clear, he eats an entire Home Slice pizza for his cheat day. An entire large does. one. Yeah. Do you yes. eat, like, the bigger Via 313 also? The, yeah, the eight slices. Yeah. Yes. Dude, have y'all had... That's, that's, that's fucking thick. I put them down easy. Have you had that hey. balsamic prosciutto pizza at Via 313? I don't... I don't the fucking best thing I've the ever Detroiter eaten in my life. Is I just I get, get I get the cheese, and I get the pepperoni, and I'm set. I don't want to try anything else. Those are You gotta try this pizza, dude. So good. But okay, but the proud, risk proud I run, one, proud of you. the risk, I the risk it. that I run is uh, if I get that and then I fuck it up and I don't like that pizza, then I have to go another two weeks before I get to try. Oh, it. You what I want. oh, I see what you said. Why don't you you go with Becca? She can order that pizza and you can smell it to see if it's you something you would want to eat. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Balsamic. It's just like mm. no, real, what, the prosciutto when, is what when we did um, that make our own pizza thing for Pizza Hut a couple of years ago. I think we had a balsamic drizzle on the pizza because. We realize that balsamic actually works really well. Yeah, it's uh, like on a, pizza a little like bit that. sweet. Mm -hmm. So good. Uh, so I want to mention that um, if anybody wants to send podcast themes, we're looking for more. You can send them to podcast at roosterteeth.com right there. So if you have original music for us to play in the outro, 60 seconds or less, send it our way and maybe you'll hear it in an upcoming podcast. Send your fidget spinners. What's <laughs> escabeche? It's like the pickled. Um, Carrots and onions and jalapeno like that. that you see at a Mexican restaurant? I don't like that. You don't like that? What are you looking at? I'm looking at Mickle Waits <laughs> menu. They have a brisket Frito pie. That's really good. Oh, that sounds, sounds good. good. Oh, I, I used brisket, to get the chili, dickies. cheddar, cilantro, escabeche, red onion, and crema. Frito it's all blended in there. Best Mexican in uh, Austin. Uh, Cocina de Consuelo. Where's that? It's on Burnett, just north of 45th by Pacha. Big, okay. Big wait? Long wait? No, no wait. Okay. I... Have one. Borrego de Oro. It's at South uh, South Congress in 290. Okay. Or Habanero Cafe, which Habanero is, is really good. Is it By the way, South these two eat Mexican food. We fucking food. know. We know it. Yeah. We don't. I've you, never. You're I've, probably thinking Tex-Mex. These yeah, two eat Mexican Best Tex-Mex in Austin. Borrego is Tex-Mex. I've okay. never eaten at Borrego. I've always wanted to eat there. It's good? It's so good. I, Damn. I always pass that place and I always wonder about it. Yeah. Go down to Buda. It's a little bit of a hike. A little okay. bit. 
go into the main street in Buda, there's a place called Garcia's. Uh-huh. And you have what is Joel Heyman's favorite thing to eat in the whole world, which is the chicken Garcia. It's a fried chicken breast with queso on it. That sounds awesome. I do love some queso. It's so friggin' good. It is so good. It's good. I haven't haven't had that since we left the the office down in Buda. Yeah, that was good. Forgot about that. I forgot the place was even named Garcia's. Yeah. Super healthy, too. I had such a little routine. (laughs) Every time I would go to Buda, I would then go to Culver's. Oh, yeah. Culver's great. Yeah. Go home. Yeah. It's a little hamburger stand, little. They have custard though, which is mm-hmm. so good. Some poor kid in Washington's listening to this podcast. I was like, I don't fucking know what they. Well, Culver's are. is a chain. Culver's yeah. a chain. It's yeah. from Minnesota, I think. Uh, somewhere in the Midwest, yeah. Yeah, my kids, uh, my kids love it. But it's we, not there we, anymore. We've been right? going there Close. for so, uh, the one in Buda, but there was one on William Cannon. Mm-hmm. There's also one up north. Yeah, it breaks yeah. by the domain. Yeah. But uh, we've been going there for such a long period of time. We don't call that restaurant Culver's. We call it Blue Roof because <laughs> Teddy would call it Blue Roof when he was That's a little kid, when he was like three years old. So we'd go to Blue Roof. All right. Well, speaking of that. It's about time to wrap up. So I want to thank everyone for watching. Uh, if you're watching uh, right now on Monday Live, uh, please stay tuned for Cow Chop. they got CCTV coming up next on the Cock Block. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or somewhere else, go look up their video. All right, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Happy whatever this day is. Memorial-